In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lynn with Moving Forward. And today, my guest is Ben Gruitt. Ben is a manager of sustainability and special projects for the Corn Refiners Association. Ben also runs the blog To Sustain Us, focusing on the circular economy, sustainability, and environmental awareness. Ben lives in North Potomac, Maryland with his wife and two daughters. Welcome, Ben. How are you today? I'm doing well, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. I'm really excited to share your story with our listeners. So Ben, tell us more about yourself, your organization, and your career journey. Sure, I'd be happy to. I think you pretty much covered the pertinent uh, points about me. There's not too much to tell. I'd say that the most important parts of my life are my wife and two daughters. I try and do you know everything I can on a daily basis to kind of make their existence better. Mm. My wife might disagree with that, but uh, that includes kind of my career journey. It's really ever since we got married and since the birth of my first daughter, it's made a big difference in who I am and what my career goals are. Uh, and it's really kind of paved my paths over these past five years, I'd say. Oh, that's so. wonderful. Well, tell us a little bit more about your work with the Corn Refiners Association. Sure. The Corn Refiners Association is the trade association that represents corn wet milling. That's the side of the industry that concentrates on making food like cornstarch, multidextrin, things like that, as opposed to the dry milling side, which processes uh, ethanol for car engines and other fuel sources. We represent four major companies in the U.S. We have Cargill, ADM, Tate & Lyle, and Ingredion. And we really try and and help them kind of keep abreast of what's happening uh, at the federal government level with the EPA and in Congress. Oh, that's wonderful, Ben. Well, how did this become part of your career journey? Where did you start out in your career and how did you end up with the CRA? Well, it's kind of an interesting story that way. Up until April, I had been doing pharmaceutical sales for the previous 13 years out of college. And it was just something I thought I wanted to get into. I really enjoyed kind of getting into the science of things and really enjoyed at the time I was a a server at a restaurant. I really enjoyed interacting with people, you know, meeting people, helping them along. And I felt like it was a good hybrid of the two. I thought, well, that's a great idea for a career. I'd like to go there. And it really was a good career for starting out fresh out of college with no family, nothing to hold me down. It was good pay. It was good hours. It was a fun job. And then my wife and I got married about eight years ago now, which made me just kind of question what I was doing with work. It mm. was pretty straightforward work, but I didn't feel like I was going anywhere or accomplishing anything. I, there was no opportunity to move up. I'd say when my daughter was born, when she was five years, that kind of solidified it for me that I really wanted to do more for her. I wanted to be kind of a more purpose-driven person, both in my personal life and in my career, because I knew, you know, no matter what, that she and then my other daughter, who was born three years later, were going to look up to me. And I wanted to do something that really made them proud and something that they could look back on and say, yeah, my daddy does this. And that's really been the crux of kind of my career journey. So I went back to grad school to Johns Hopkins for an MBA and spent a good year reaching out online, trying to apply to jobs, things like that. And it just so happens that one of uh, my former professors actually 
when I reached out to him for advice, he said, well, you know, you could do this, this, and this, or you're not going to be interested in it, but it's an internship position that we have here at the Corn Refiners Association. It's not much pay. It's an internship. And I didn't even hesitate. I emailed him back. I was like, sign me up because I've been looking for a year to get out of sales and into something more environmental related. And that's been the story since. They made me a job offer about four weeks ago for a permanent position, and and I took it without question. Uh, Congratulations. Well, Ben, also tell us a little bit about your blog to sustain us. We've posted it on our website, but I was wondering if you could share with our listeners the purpose behind the blog, what inspired you to start it. Sure, I'd be happy to. My work with the corn refiners has really given me great breadth of experience that I'd never had before. I worked on trade issues, on government relation issues, and one of the committees we worked with is a sustainability committee. And at the time, I was like, all right, that kind of sounds environmental. But the more you interacted with the people in sustainability, the more interesting that field got. It's really about trying to conserve resources for future generations. The easiest, most effective definition I've heard for sustainability is enough for everyone forever. Mm. And it's really just a way to use our resources as efficiently as possible. And the idea just excited me so much because it it kind of ties up environmentalism, but also from a business perspective. How can we make businesses more efficient with their resources and better able to handle the challenges that face them in this new century? So doing some reading, reaching out to people, networking, it just felt like the right thing to do to start a place where I could get my ideas out there for different things, anywhere from rainwater management to energy policy moving into the uh, international climate talks in Paris through ways to reduce food waste. And it's really just become kind of a platform to get ideas out there for sustainability, highlight other people that are doing great work in sustainability. And it's really just kind of a seedling now that I'm hoping to grow over time. (laughs) Uh, Pun intended. Absolutely. (laughs) I love the fact that you've been shaped not only by your professional ambitions, your career ambitions, but that of your family and especially your daughters who are looking up to you. And I think that's absolutely inspiring. So, Ben, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Hmm, that's a a good question. I'd say for me, the most important thing to do is wake up early. It's I've always been an early riser, so that part has never been hard. But since having kids and wanting to spend as much time with them as possible, I, I get up a little bit earlier. I get up at five in the morning, and the first thing I do every morning is go for a run. I find it's just the most energizing thing I can do with my morning. Go out, get some exercise. It's like having a cup of coffee uh, without the jitteriness or the crash <laughs> later. It really it really you. just sets the tone for the day. Absolutely. I'm with you right there. That's how I start off my mornings as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Ben. Part of the journey, as we all know, is especially if you have a long career, has to do with times that we failed or have had setbacks. So, Ben, can you share a time when you failed and share with our listeners a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or make that course correction? You only want one instance because I've probably got a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to share a few if you like. <laughs> no, I can give you the biggest one that was probably one of the biggest moments in my career. It was several years ago uh, when I was working in pharmaceutical sales and myself and my team were doing really well, well into the year, like well enough to to make President's Club, which is the highest award you can get in most uh, sales companies that offer something. It's usually the top 5% of salespeople. So we were doing really well, but it was kind of hard to get everybody to focus on the same thing. There was an opportunity 
to give us a lot more focus. We, without going into too much detail, we would get preliminary sales numbers ahead of time, and it would take about three months for the official numbers to come out. But with those official numbers being accurate, the preliminary numbers that came out were only off maybe three to five percent. So I thought, why not, you know, use the numbers they give us and the formula they give us for calculating President's Club and build out a spreadsheet in Excel so we can better predict how we're doing, what course we're doing, because it was a pretty complicated formula. And I, I talked to my sales manager about this and he's like, yeah, you know, anything that helps you guys do it. And I was like, great. I put in 30 hours plus trying to figure out how to make everything work so it was accurate. I used, you know, previous numbers from previous years to make sure I had it right. And it was a great tool for my team. It helped get us focused and we actually ended up uh, winning the prize that year. But it was also something that could help district-wide, regionally, and uh, nationally as too. And I said, this is something I'm really proud of. I've put a lot of sweat equity into and I really want it to go somewhere. I could not get anybody from district manager to regional manager to area manager to give me the time of day on it. Mm. Uh, they just didn't see the value in what I had created and what had helped our team win President's Club. And that was that was a big pivotal moment for me in that career that said, I need to go somewhere where, you know, it's not just what my job description is that's appreciated, but, you know, what I do above and beyond to really make a difference for an organization or somebody I'm working for. I want to be appreciated or at least, you know, recognized for trying to help everybody do their job better. And so that was that was a huge moment for me when I knew it was definitely time to to move on to somewhere that was more kind of progressive thinking. I think Ben that's a really really critical point that you've just made there that sometimes it's not just about being recognized for your job description, but what you can do beyond that. And you saw a moment in which you were trying to do something to elevate not only yourself but your team members and the company. And not having that recognition, especially putting in, I love that phrase, sweat equity into it, that was your moment that said to you, hey, it's time to maybe rethink this, pivot, shift, and move somewhere where I will be appreciated not only for what I do in my job description, but what I do above and beyond. I think that's really, really important. Thank you very much for sharing that. No problem. All right, moving forward, listeners, we're going to move into something that I call the Knowledge Burst Session, where our guests are going to share three game-changing resources and tips that you can start using today to move forward. Okay, so Ben, favorite movie, book, song, or cultural experience, and why? Something comes to mind right off the top of my head. There's there's a book I read several years ago, and I, I actually pick it up every so often as kind of inspiration, and it's going to be a little probably off the radar in terms of a success book. It's a, a book called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, and he's a satirist columnist who originally lived in the United States and then moved to London for work for a long time, and the book is about his coming back with his family. The way he wanted to reacquaint himself with the country was to through-hike the Appalachian Trail, which is 2,200 miles from Georgia to Maine. And so he recruited a friend of his to do the journey with them. And they, they make a point of saying that neither of them are athletic or in shape or the right people to be t undertaking this experience. But they planned it out as best they could and started the hike. And I don't want to spoil the ending mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't read it, but it's just a great illustration of setting a huge 
long-term goal that some people would deem unattainable and just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and keep going forward even when, you know, you have those days when you don't feel like you're making any progress to know that what you're doing is the right thing. And it's just, for anybody who's never read it, it's really a fun read and it's hysterical too. Awesome. He's, uh, he's a satirist by trades. So he's, he's got plenty of humor to go with it. That's fantastic. Ben, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. The second thing I do when I wake up after, <laughs> after going for a run, when I get back and I've still got some time before the kids are awake and before I have to get ready for work, I, I sit down and spend about 10 or 15 minutes just kind of managing my daily and weekly tasks. And it's I've discovered the more the busier I've gotten and the more I've taken on, the less static it is. So it's something that needs constant adjusting and updating every day. So I set aside 10 to 15 minutes to sit down, go through my tasks for the day and for the week and what I need to get done for the day to to make sure it's going to be a successful week. Awesome. And Ben, favorite app, website or resource and how has it helped you? Well, I couldn't do what I previously said without an app. I'm not nearly organized enough in my head. So I actually use an app called Wonderlist. It's uh, W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. And it's, it's an app that helps you kind of manage tasks. You can create overarching menus, sub-menus. You can give them end dates, reminders, subtasks, whatever you want. And then you can go to a menu that's uh, a weekly menu and it'll break down what tasks you've prioritized per day. And it's really, it's just been a godsend. The, the busier I've gotten, the more I rely on that app to keep me, you know, going down the right path. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Ben, what is the one thing that our listeners can start doing to bring them closer to their career or life's passion? I'd say the biggest thing for me, and I will not say it's easy, is just being brutally honest with yourself about what you want and where you want to be. I mean, it took me years of, of soul search. I didn't know really, really what I wanted to do coming out of college. You can see it took me 13 years to get on a path where I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And it took a lot of soul searching and gut checking and asking the hard questions. You know, I would go through long periods of not being satisfied with my work. And it took a lot of asking why, a lot of, you know, sitting down and writing out answers to finally figure out what it is. So I think just don't sugarcoat it for yourself. Don't pull any punches. You've got you've to figure out what you really enjoy, what really gets you excited to wake up in the morning and, and keep chasing after it because it, it does make a career so much easier when you find it. Absolutely. And I think the first person you have to be brutally honest with and the most important person is yourself. So I think that's absolutely critical. Ben, what is next for you? I'm still still continuing down this path with the corn refiners, seeing where this whole sustainability thing takes me. Uh, it's a really exciting, I don't want to call it new frontier because it's been around, but it seems to have kind of reached that tipping point where more people are getting excited, you know, 
about the concept of sustainability, whether it's the circular economy or upcycling. And I really just want to kind of keep following each of those threads forward. Ultimately, I'd like to end up in in either corporate position for sustainability or or possibly using the uh, to sustain us.com website as a, as kind of a platform to consulting helping helping companies and individuals figure out how to think about systems as opposed to just kind of you know the straightforward this is my my problem let's focus on this in a bubble as opposed to you know we need to spend time thinking about what this affects both upstream and downstream Awesome. And moving forward, listeners, I do encourage you to check out Ben's blog at tosustainus.com. We have that posted on our website. Ben, how can our listeners connect with you? Well, you can certainly go to the, the aforementioned website. Absolutely. Uh, I've also got a Twitter account. Uh, it's my own personal account and not the blogs at gruitbm is my user handle, G-R-U-I-T-T-B-M. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm happy to connect with you and talk with you. I love connecting with, with new people and figuring out what I can do to help them. And if there's anything they can do to help me, that's, that's just as good. Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much. Moving forward, listeners, you've just heard an amazing career journey from Ben Gruitt, who has been there, who took a long path to find something that he is really passionate about, and that not only is he passionate about as a career, but is something that is important to all of us and to all industries, sustainability. So I encourage all of you to reach out and connect with Ben. Ben, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Again, thanks for having me, John. This has been a really great experience. And listeners, for more information on Ben and all of our extraordinary guests on Moving Forward, visit us at bemovingforward.com. That's bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back with a new episode next week. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.